The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. September payrolls, a blistering 336,000, more than double the estimates. But wage growth up only two-tenths is the smallest gain in more than a year. That's keeping the 10-year yield, at least, from taking out the highs earlier in the week. Right now, 478. Our roadmap's going to begin with that blowout jobs number, sending stocks sinking, yield spiking a bit. Plus, we may have a mega deal in the oil patch. Exxon is reportedly... Close to buying shale giant Pioneer Natural Resources. And is it the time to buy tech? Cities upgrading the global tech sector, suggesting a recent pullback might be a good opportunity. We'll talk through that as well. Let's dive into the jobs number. As we said, 336, we were looking for somewhere in the 150 range, Jim. Hospitality yeah. up 96, government up 73. You can't stop this thing. Hospitality is very interesting because a lot of people feel that the travel and leisure bull market ended two months ago. And yet, it's just the analysts, because without exception, whether it be cruise, whether it be a hotel, whether it be a restaurant, the numbers are great. Uh, and everyone's just predicting, well, that can't last. It can't stay this way, and it's always the same litany. It's student loan. It's consumer strap. It hasn't happened yet. So what you're seeing are numbers which are still indicative of what the companies are saying, not what the analysts say the companies would say. And, you know, David, uh, no gibberish here. This, is, uh, this economy is so hard to kill. It really is. Um you know, do you sell a strong economy is kind of the question. Not, that, that not becomes, if there's no wage. I mean, we see what the, is. what the impact obviously is, and we've got to keep a, a close eye as we have for now weeks on, on long-term yields, which are skyrocketing, and whether something may, as we like to say, break in the financial markets right. in some way that we're unaware of. But at the same time, I mean, the economy's really strong. Right. I remember <laughs> talking with someone, the CEO, the other day, and I just said, but if you knew that you would have really good growth without a lot of wage growth, I mean, that's called what you're supposed to be looking for. And so I don't want to look, obviously, when rates are where they are, the algos take over and the algos don't sit there and think, well, isn't this a nice economy? But the fact is, is that we've always hoped for this. So now we hate it. It's an odd thing. I mean, yeah, one, one market participant said it's a tough, it's a, that's a tough narrative to get bearish on. Right. In the but, way. But now, we don't we're get, seeing the, al- the reaction The algorithms stops, say but, to get negative. Right. They, they do. do. Because yields are moving higher. Right. And, I mean, there's uh, no... And, there, the, and the, the chance of another rate hike seems to be higher right. now as well. And, and, and not so, to mention what the bond market's already done for us in terms of rate hikes over the last couple, you know, few weeks, right. really. I mean, that's been tightening of its own. Exactly. Now, I think that there was a guest this morning, my life very much, who said, listen, I've never really heard of a soft landing. It's always been hard. And why? He's been at it as long as I have. And I've seen a lot of soft landings. Uh, a soft landing is just when you have still decent job growth, uh, but there's no uh, wage growth. And it just kind of tapers off and it works. And that's what I think can happen. But a day like today, I look at where the bonds are and I just say, well, you know, the S&P futures are correlated to the bonds. NASDAQ is even more correlated. So NASDAQ opens down a point and a quarter. And I'm not going to sit here and say, well, that's wrong because it's going to open down a point and a quarter. And who am I to say, well, that's just ridiculous because it doesn't matter whether I think it's ridiculous. The machines say it's not. 
they're not going to react to the goodness of this. They're react to the badness of it. Right. Um, a household survey was a lot softer. Yes. Uh, just uh, just south of 90K. Is that worth taking into consideration? I guess so. I don't know. Then you get the revisions. Look, I, look, I, I just come back to just saying that if you think that this economy is being slowed at all by what's happened along, short and long, I think that's all that happened. I think we've had new people in the labor force, uh, but they're not able to get more money. Uh, by the way, I mean, look, we know that the we know that the UAW is going to cause a huge problem. So I mean, you could look at that and say, well, UAW, but this doesn't include that. that this includes like nothing that was negative and everything that is positive. So you think it might be the last yes, bar I burner do think it's, for a while? I do think it is because uh, Sean Fain is going to give you his update. and He's kind of the secretary of everything right now. And, and David, I, I, you know that the UAW has the... They have a pump, pump, more than 100,000 workers, but the ripple folk effect is very big. And yeah. Just that I just can't believe the, tra- the, the hospitality index, that they keep hiring. They should be not hiring, given the fact that they're supposed to have bad numbers next year. But Well, maybe that's not going to be the case. Well, I mean, look, when you're, uh, when you're with Marriott, like Marriott would say, what's with the analysts? Right. Our numbers are already, you know, what the cruise lines, our numbers are great for next year. But the analysts just say that's not going to well, happen. Well, the airlines have pointed you directionally, right? I mean, but that's been about fuel. And by the way, S&P Energy on pace for the worst week since May. Gasoline's coming down. I mean, look, I, uh, if you did not have the bonds, you would say, oh, look at this. We've got really good job growth, but not a lot of inflation. David, you got to buy the stocks. Uh, it, you, you would say that. You right, but the machines don't let it happen. Well... You're really just going to blame it on the machines? I mean, there is the idea that obviously when you're getting to close to 5% on a 10-year now, that that is going to have a significant effect eventually in causing significant slowdown. Well, it's a Jamie Dimon market. I mean, members get ready for six, maybe seven. and look, They have to have one or two uh, hikes, right? Because they're not going to get the... They have have to hike later. I think that we're kind of hurt by... There were some some people... uh, There were some Federal Reserve people who said in the last few days that it's cooling. Man, and that was the trade right there of the year, though. Short, the 10-year, six weeks ago? I don't know. Okay. You're up, well, you up. It makes you, you wonder know, if that's going to show up in J.P. Morgan's earnings in a couple of weeks. Yep. But the bank stocks are so bad, and we know that they have all these held to maturity portfolios that are awful. They're awful, but they're held to maturity. So as long as you right, hold them right. to maturity and you don't have to worry about some sort of Silicon arc, Valley bank you're thing. fine. Wow, um, David, you were just... Holy cow, man, you took happy pills. It's terrific. <laughs> I feel great. You do? No, you like endorphins a bear's I did not take happy pills. No, you me. just made me feel terrific. You oh, made me feel like we ought to go buy it. Well, uh, Jim mentioned some of the Fed speak. Uh, <laughs> Daly did say yesterday that the tightening we've seen in the last couple of weeks probably worth at least one hike. And then she talked a little bit more about uh, economic conditions. Take a listen. If financial conditions, which have tightened considerably in the past 90 days, And if they should remain tight, well, then the need for us to take further action is diminished because financial markets are already moving into that direction and they've done the work. We don't need to do it more. Well, I think that what we're seeing is that the financial markets may be doing that, but the small, medium-sized business people, as represented by paychecks, which is the one, the payroll process for them. uh, Yeah, John Gibson, one. you just said, look, your business is pretty good. People, more people being hired than bankruptcies, it's really great and wage growth not exactly what you thought but there's a lot of businesses being created i mean the small and medium-sized business is not listening to the fed no they're listening to demand 
How much do you think this move in rates is really basically uh, taking the onus off the Fed to do anything? Well, I think that what they cared about the most was that the endless increase in housing, 40% increase since 2019. Well, I don't know. What do we have? Mortgage rates will be like eight and a quarter. And that's just make it so that you're at home. You can't afford a new home. It's really the, the interest for mortgages. I don't want to make it seem, I mean, my first mortgage was 12%. So you, know, you, you, all, you have all these older people that come up and say, well, you know, I, re- I remember when it was 18, you know. But the fact is, is that all that matters is where it was versus where it is. And if it was at three and a half and now it's at eight, then you're not going to be so happy about paying uh, for a million dollar house for Toll Brothers. You're going to say, wait, you know, wait till it comes remember, down. Remember back when we were in that period where Buffett would say the best investment, he was always asked, what's the best right. investment? 30 year fixed. Because he well, remembered, as do you. Yes. And I just, yes. What a great investment. Look, I, I think that in, in the end, every single input that, I, that has been a thorn in our side, whether it be housing, whether it be oil, uh, is diminished. So I think if I were the Fed, I'd say, you know what? It's going our way. But I, not yet. Let's do another hike. Let's see how it goes. Uh, if, we don't have, if we have an extension of the UAW strike, which I'm focused on because it seems so ugly. Yep. Uh, then you're going to have a lot, you know, they still have inventories, but when those inventories go down, they can't rebuild them. It's going to be a considerable part of the country that's kind of just taken out and shot. Really quick, Jim, will you ever pay attention to ADP again after this week? Who's ADP? What's that? <laughs> ADP? That? ADP. I, I have them in my fantasy league. I'm going to drop them. Right? Are you playing ADP? No. No, but I haven't been. Yeah. No, I don't want to have them. I'm playing McC- well, what do I know? Playing McCaffrey. I'm a Jets fan. AP. I know nothing. Don't worry about it. You're not that bad. You have good D. You do have a good D. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do feel that, look, every stock, if you take a look at the crawl underneath, so let's take NVIDIA. NVIDIA, there's some comment about how China, it would be great if China were open. Well, no kidding. Yeah, no. It was like, no, it would be bad. I mean, there's a lot of just kind of nonsense. But the stock was up a dollar and a half, and then it was flat, and now it's down five. And there's NVIDIA. You know, that is what happened when we got this number. And what I'm saying is that's ridiculous. It has nothing to do with that. But it doesn't matter whether it's ridiculous. Our markets don't work. They are just about the algorithms. So you have to wait till a little longer. And see how it plays. I mean, David, we have um, not even mentioned Ozempic yet. We haven't mentioned no, Ozempic. No, and we haven't mentioned Pioneer. the big, haven't, Let's talk about the big potential deal in the oil patch. We're talking here about, a, well, originally I think the journal reporting um, Same as that Exxon may be close to a uh, transaction in which it would acquire Pioneer, a company Jim knows well, of course. Big, uh, big position for my trust. Been a frequent guest on your show for many years. Yes. I was hoping coming in this morning that I'd be able to provide our viewers perhaps some sense as to price or structure. At this point, I think it's just a lot of guessing in terms but of, well, actually, would it be $60 billion or could it be? That was the rumor around yesterday, $60 billion energy deal. Well, it was there three weeks ago. Why would, so, they, why would Sheffield just accept something that he had three weeks ago? What's that? I'm sorry, Jim. No, I'm saying well, what, Pioneer was at 250 Oh, I don't, Jim, I don't know. I don't know much, sadly. Uh, I wish I had more to provide well, but here. But the other fact Exxon's down, can't you say it's probably stock? the rumors yesterday, that seemed to be the number, but we don't really know much in terms of giving you a specific here in terms of where it's going to be, whether it's going to be all cash, all stock, some combination. Analysts are obviously already running numbers. All cash would be, uh, would be more creative than an all stock transaction, right. as you might anticipate. Um, it's not like Exxon doesn't have the ability to pay all cash. We know that, given how much money they made just last year and what they're choosing to do with it. Even their borrowing costs, though, are higher than they might once have been. Um, point. There is also a question, Jim, you know, about whether or not Exxon... L- last spring, 
there were some reports about in April. Yes, yes. about Pioneer potentially looking at potential uh, acquisition interest. Um, I poked around, I remember at the time, it didn't feel like there was much there, uh, including even Exxon. It just didn't feel like there was anything really close to a potential deal. What has changed, I think, is a question. And there is one potential answer, which is that Exxon, and Darren Woods has not spoken of this directly, but he has made some references to technology that they have um, that improves the recovery factor. Uh, in these particular wells, where obviously I've been there. I mean, I've been to the Permian. I've seen I've, with Exxon, obviously, and seen what they're doing down there. But and that might give them the impetus, the higher recovery values they feel confident of, given the technology they are now employing in some way. I don't know what it is, and we're guessing here AI related. Or who knows what it could be? Well, no, but, but and that says the math now works. Now, pioneers of the of the larger independents is the they have the cheapest all in. They have thirty dollars. Uh, Scott Sheffield came on April 27th on Mad Money and said, listen, categorically, we've not talked to Exxon. That's not necessarily repudiating because Exxon could be looking at a lot of companies. But he said, we're not looking and we're not for sale. And one of the reasons why is because he's transitioning out and Richard Deal is coming in. So why would you sell the company when you have a transition going on? Uh, I will say this. That is the best group of properties in the Permian you're going to get. Is it? Yeah, because you, they, they're getting a lot more out of each well, and that's why you're so right. right. They didn't increase their budget, but they, these wells are really productive. So it makes all the sense. Look, if you're going to make a splash, if you're going to really do something in the Permian, you buy these guys. This was better. This would be better than Anadarko. Yeah. With um, but I, I do think, it, listen, we've talked about the share revolution overall over the last 20 years. Honestly, right. it's a technology revolution is what it is. And it's incredible exactly right. what they can do in terms of sending pipes out miles one way and miles another, and they connect like this. Uh, and when you continue to improve on the ability to recover from these wells, that obviously increases the return for the capital that you're putting in. Right. Now, and that comes with either new wells or wells that you're buying from another company when you acquire the entire company. Right. Now, Scott, so Scott, maybe that's that's what's the next Oh, you're right. It does feel like we're set up for a Monday deal. But frankly, I have not been able to get much at all this morning. Well, I know so. that Scott Sheffield has come on Mad Bunny many, many times. And all, what he's always reminded me of uh, it is that he is a huge believer in having the highest yield in the S&P. And then when we had the collapse in oil last year, he switched and started buying his stock furiously. So I don't think if you're buying your stock at 205 and 210, you're a seller to Exxon at 240. You don't. No, that'll go much higher. You think it's a higher number? Yes, I do. I, I wish I had some sense for you as to whether that $60 billion number is the right one. Or maybe it is well, higher. Or the company or traded at 270, and you know, a year ago. So I don't think it's going to get 270. But they have a huge amount of money in their balance sheet. It really, it's true. Money. Although I mean, you they, could do, they, you, you know, know stretch. They did buy a lot of companies. You do all stock. I think they did with Denbury, and you know, Exxon moves up, and you're and you're that getting did, those numbers. That Denbury was great deal. So for both sides, much much smaller deal, but obviously in a very different area. But this capture. is look. I know that to kill this deal. I mean, obviously, we're all making our calls. I can't get any confirmation, but that actually may be indicative that it's happening. No, I, I think I think <laughs> this one, I think, feels like it's on a path. You never know. I agree. There's certainly no lack of hot takes today regarding oh, the rationale. We're not going to sell it for the trust. We're going to play it out. You're going to play uh, risk arb now? No, no, I want to arb first. Okay. Um, I, there's no deal yet. No, there is no deal. Right. Do people do that risk arb stuff before there's a deal? It's always happening, of course. You're doing it right now, arguing for a higher price. I sure am. Yeah.
<laughs> when we come back, uh, B of A, interesting take this morning on these weight loss drugs, including the impact on restaurants, apparel, snacking, gaming. We'll talk about uh, that note. We'll get to some auto news, of course. Busy day again today. New initiation of some of the media names. When Squawk on the Street continues in a minute. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. No one really knows exactly how prevalent these, these drugs are going to become, but let's say they become more prevalent. If that were to happen, I believe we would be very well positioned. If we were to find ourselves in a situation where suddenly more consumers are looking for healthier meals and portion control, products like Bird's Eye and Healthy Choice are incredibly well positioned, and we'd be happy to turn those consumers into loyalists of our brands. That's Conagra Sean Connolly with Jim last night on a day where uh, B of A today takes a crack at these weight loss drugs, Jim. They've got a calorie model, and they argue this might trim maybe 1%, 3% of calorie intake in the United States. I think it would be more than that, depending upon uh, what David Ricks said. David Ricks, the CEO of Eli Lilly, said this will become the standard of care over many years. Uh, and, yes, there'll be, uh, there'll be weight that comes off. There'll also be more money, by the way. Individuals will have, families will have more money. Now, I, I know that uh, the question is how quickly the uptake will be. And there's a number of notes today about the Lilly, about how they're, you know, phase three to be able to make it a pill. Right now, it's a shot. David, you know, people are not into taking, you know, putting a refrigerator shot, taking it out once a week. If you have a pill, right. the adoption's going to be big. Now, there's also... Well, but the pill's the, not till when? We're, no, we're it's not, in phase three. Phase three. So maybe 2000 and I'm saying uh, 26? I mean, maybe for, I mean, the, the FDA is always loath to be able to put out another drug when they have one that works, even if it's not necessarily the way that people like it. But I think what's really going on is that the market has decided that this is going to happen sooner than expected. I don't know if you saw the stocks, David, like PepsiCo yesterday. I mean, that like people aren't going to have potato chips? It's no. A, it's just so interesting. But Yeah. What the, the reaction in the marketplace to the concerns that ultimately you're going to have a lot of people on these drugs and therefore you're just going to have fewer people eating things that are bad for them well, or actually just eating in general. Right. Well, I think that there was one of the things that I talked about with Sean, uh, Sean Connolly from Conagra is, is that the big issue is, is that you don't get enough protein in your diet if you're on these drugs. So I, I know that you may think that the Slim Jim is not necessarily good protein, but Whatever produces po- protein is going to become to the fore something you want to have, and you just don't like not sweets. To mention, not to mention older people, because uh, when you lose weight, you lose muscle mass, and that's important. Right. They so need a not, pill that, that doesn't do that. may not be These are the, the best for taking them. Um, and I think that there's also a story out today, JAMA study, which just talked about some 
uh, bowel problems, some problems with nausea. But I think what really matters is that you have to pay $1,000 a week if you don't have insurance. And now maybe some doctors are ginning up prescriptions, but you need to have Oh. Either diabetes or high blood pressure, weight loss. Majoro is not even approved for no, it's uh, obesity not. yet. We well, um, remember, David, the truck. Majoro truck. No, you said the Wagovi truck. Majoro truck's here. <laughs> just like TV's the going Wells out of that truck. Is it just is, uh, making the rounds? And, yeah. Of no, the Upper East Side? Throwing out Wagovi to I don't all know. The... They keep closing the Dwayne Reeds down here. I can't tell them that. <laughs> just, well, you got to ring the bell. Then they come and yeah, get it free. But Carl, they're talking about a $100 billion market, though, eventually for these drugs. I told you. They're talking about... You know, the annual patient rate, 6, 8, 10, 13 over well, the rest of the decade. I said this is the greatest, this will be the greatest selling drug in history, more than Umira. But I think that people have to recognize there's only two of them right now. And Novo does not have the manufacturing capacity that Lilly has. David Ricks, who I think should be the CEO of the year, correctly saw this coming and is building factories in North Carolina to meet the demand. And the demand is insane. David? Yes, my people are running after that Wagovi truck. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, B of A takes Lily from 600 to 700 yeah, today. But, but they the don't head. know about the bonds. See, there you oh, go. Oh, right. They didn't, they didn't incorporate the bonds. No, bond, but the bonds bond. people are going to want to be fat. <laughs> Look at Kramer's Mad Dash and count down to the opening bell. Futures off of the morning lows after we got that incredible uh, un un unemployment rate, 3.8, but the headline number, 336. Uh, Dow now looks to open down about 80 points. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. All right, let's get to a, a mad dash. We've got a minute and a half before we get started with trading here. Looking for a lower open given that blowout jobs number. Where do you want to go this well, morning? Well, Constellation Brands was down 3% on what was actually a pretty good number. They had good beer. They had bad spirits. Okay, remember, spirits, you know, they, they don't have the best spirits lineup. They have a decent wine lineup. But here's what I think is the takeaway. Beer, Bill Newland said, is not necessarily affected by, by the GLP ones because it's more of an experiential. And don't, this is why I'm going with you on this, don't take that number as the most important one because there is a November 2nd meeting, analyst meeting. That's going to be the first one that's influenced by Elliott Partners because they have two board members. Oh, right. And so Elliot I think this Elliott, is there. Yep. once that's, obviously they want their stock higher, but they have the ability to suggest things, including perhaps maybe getting rid of some of the disappointing spirits business. Maybe uh, they don't have, they have a buyback right now, but they didn't lose it this quarter. But I think they had two, two board members. And David, Elliot is being worked with very closely by Newell's who thinks they have a lot of good ideas. No, uh, not only no opposition, but he really welcomes it. He's and he does in real life, he welcomes it. All right, let's get the opening bell and the CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board. It is travel and leisure celebrating the launch of Sports Illustrated Resorts. And at the NASDAQ, Conduit Pharmaceuticals celebrating its recent listing via SPAC. So, Jim, how do you characterize what the Bulls or the Bears need to do today to demonstrate they've got the ball? Okay, I, I think you want to look at a couple of uh, 
the mega caps, mega cap techs, because they do very well um, no matter what. If you think that the Fed is going to hike, they've done well. Uh, uh, and they've been the only place where there's really been buying in the last few weeks. There's been a lot of bull markets that we've lost. Uh, and there's, it's undeniable that the, narrow, the narrowness of this market, when we do have up days, is just horrible. So down days, if you get, lose the May caps, you really could have a nasty day. Yeah. I think uh, earlier in the week, uh, Bespoke was tracking the number of uh, down days for SPY, oh, uh, the, the SPY ETF, yeah. down 33 of 50. No, it's just it's not a great time. David, I, I, there's so many bear markets underneath. I mean, when they got to the food stocks yesterday, people look at them and say, hold on, just a second, they're 21 times earnings? They, they should be at 12 times earnings. You know, there's six cells of Clorox. That hack didn't help, I think. No, that's cyber attack. Actually, let's spend a minute talking about cyber attacks because we also got MGM Resorts giving yeah, us the, the numbers, numbers are there. extraordinary. Um, but that cyber attack on Clorox was extraordinary. It closed things down there for six weeks, basically, is what it seemed, where they were doing everything by hand, and it resulted in a, in a very significant uh, impact to Clorox. And then you see MGM saying it's costing us 100 million bucks um, as they try to you know, get back to business, notifying relevant customers by email, as required by law, um, and providing them with credit monitoring and on and on from there. It was, what was it, name contact information, and for uh, date of birth, driver's license numbers, for some social security numbers. This goes on and on right. all the time. It is having an impact. They wanted ransom there. I don't believe they, I don't no, think they paid it. No, but my understanding is, once again, it's about training. I mean, if you go to Palo Alto next, or Crowd, you, or, or CrowdStrike, or it, you know, if you go to Okta, which is identification, if you go to Zscaler, they're all gonna say the same thing, which is you've got to teach your employees that every call you get may be an impersonator. So don't help people. Now you're at MGM and you get a call which says, look, I wanna, I got a big gambler here, I wanna give credit, I can't normally get a hold of Joe. Uh, will you give me the, the guy's information? Right. And then you're thinking, well, wait a second, I don't wanna be the person who turned down a big gambler who could be fantastic for us. So boom, you give him the information and then that's the end. It doesn't matter whether you have good cybersecurity. You can't, the kindness of strangers is paying off you for the bad guys. Yes. Uh, and again, in this case, in Caesars and Clorox, it may have been the same hacking group. Right. And they're looking for basically to get paid. Do to, you know who's to, to, had to put a stop to this and done a very effective job? Or trying to? Verizon. They want you to go to the station. They want you to go to the stores. Because they've been hacked. So this is what the cyber guys are saying. They've been hacked so often, they have the procedures to, to say, listen, we're not going to let anybody just call and say, hey, my name is David Faber, and I've got to, you know, you owe me $100. Okay, where do I wire it? No, you're not going to get anything out of those guys. Speaking and Which is good, because I don't know if you've seen the Verizon yield. Yes, yeah, it keeps going up as the stock keeps going down. How has that happened? Speaking of Verizon, when with longer-term rates continuing to rise... Uh. Uh, you are going to continue to see pressure on highly indebted companies, even if they have enormous amounts of cash flow and their interest costs are not in any question. Those costs are going to go higher as they refinance potentially into the future. And you got the algorithms of everybody else pouring over all these things. We talked about the utilities yesterday, next year, for example, and, and, and others as well. But any capital structure that's going to be, need to be refinanced where there's a lot of debt or you have a high leverage ratio, you're just getting hit, Jim. Yeah, uh, I and, know. And that's, that's been a great trade for well, the that, last That's few why weeks. I want to look at the technology, because the technology companies don't borrow. 
Right. They, they have so much money. I'll give you a really interesting one to watch if you're trying to figure out what's going on. Look at Micron. Okay, Micron reported an incredibly disappointing number. And they also gave you a really, well, I, they gave a disappointing forecast. The stock was at 80, uh, $68. Yeah. And then it dropped to 64 And now it's at $68.67. Well, how about uh, Western Dig 52-week high yesterday? Uh, and you look at the Dow, the best Dow stocks of the year, Salesforce, Intel. Apple, Microsoft. Yeah. No, those are all good because yeah. they don't have any mon- monetary wealth. Salesforce is doing so much better than this. Remember, the last thing they did was had a huge upside surprise. The stock is down 10%. Uh, Apple, will the downgrade that we got from KeyBank mark the um, end of that sell-off? That'd, yeah, that'd be brutal, wouldn't it? And Microsoft, we have Copilot. Dave, do you use Copilot? I have not yet used Copilot, no. Do you use um, ChatGPT to say, I want to summarize that 180-page deck? Yes, I will start to do that. Or... I will yeah. ask others to do that. That's what AI is about. Um, is you get a I deck haven't of really pages. incorporated it in my daily workflow, but I know many others have. It I, is already a productivity tool. It will only increase. I use We're it. talking ChatGPT4. If you're paying for it, you're getting right. more. But if you're not, you're still I still, still don't like used. that it's not up to date for everything. No, but they are. it is more up to date well, oh, now. Oh, it sure is. And I find, Carl, I use it when I, okay, so I'll give you, let me give you an example of what I use it for. Let's say I'm about to interview someone who's political. Well, I don't, I would like non-political questions. And ChatGPT, I don't know what their bias is, but I think it's kind of none. So when I, I look at their questions, they, they tend to be very good. Really? Yeah, because they don't have an ideological bias, which I think is important for our viewers. So you're using ChatGPT for questions for your you yes, just, subjects. You just put them yes. in the prompter and uh, just sort of go. Just roll. <laughs> no, I, I inc- incorporate it into my routine. Because at is some point you will say? be replaced by an actual simulation that looks like you, and then it'll just be generating the questions that already apparently is. Well, will it take you personally when you, when you ridicule it? It might simulate conflict. Really? Us? That's when you know the, the technology is taking a leap forward. Yeah. Yes, when it, can, when it can recreate your chagrin to yes. David's ridicule. D- David, if you prick me, do I not bleed? Apparparently you will if, not if be you bleeding. If you poison me, do I not die? Uh, well, at this point you might, but soon ha- to be, no. Have I not hands? Because we will both be images that aren't actually real. Well, that's certainly possible. And our your voice will be recreated. We won't age. When Jensen did that to me, I was talking to myself. Oh, there it it's is. It's been a while. Oh, it has been. Jensen, Jensen Wong, when he, he had to specialize in trying to use telling my wife that, Lisa, he was saying, uh, it was hard to get the, that little Philly accent in that dooms me. You know, it's, that's kept me from really advancing in life, Philly accent. Yes, it has. We've all talked about how you haven't advanced very far in life as a result of your accent. He's just incredible, isn't he? He had his mother on. Nothing pleases in us. Um, Nothing. But I'll tell you what, 336,000 jobs well, without, I, that look, much, I, without that much inflation, I'm going that's by, a good thing. I think that you can buy the, the QQQ. Buy the QQQ. They are not impacted not by this. Not for the markets. They're not impacted. Look, maybe, maybe you could argue there is a new group of people in the workforce. We have a gigantic amount of immigrants. They do have, uh, they are tapped to be able to work. Uh, it does make it so that you don't have to pay people as much. Now, we, in the meantime, we do have the minimum wages going up in California next year, but for fast food, which is a lot of people, more than like 1.4 million people. But this is not a bad number if you're the Fed when it comes to wages. And I know that the Fed is looking at that wage growth more than it's looking at the number of people who are hired. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, B of A, a heart in it today, this call, you know, he's been pretty bearish overall and says that once 
the recessionary bond and market activity works its way into the data, that bonds will be a, a will rally big and will be the best performing asset in the first half of next year. Really? Yeah. Wow. You buy it? No, I, I think we're normalizing after years of uh, where bonds were below. And David, you know, all, all, anytime you mention what Carl just said, there'll be some, the deficit. The deficit. He, well, he does make that point well, that you've got 40% of the yeah. global population going to the polls next year. Right. And that's an, that's an environment wow. in which austerity is not going to be right. popular. Well, what I, I, I'm kind of always confused. Why don't these countries, the dollar's been up against every single currency in the world. Why would you not buy our bonds? Now, China, I understand. I think China's worth watching because China may be doing things that are not necessarily in, in its a, interest. In a, well, it's in, its, in a different interest. It, yes. As part of its... Uh, Part of its. Are you worried about war? Am I worried about war? With China. No, not on a daily basis. I got a list of things that come before that. You do? Yeah. Can you give me a couple that are? Sure. Scaffolding. You know, really drives me crazy. Umbrellas on the sidewalk that they hit you in the head. That one not as bad. No, I mean it's you know for me it's you know not worried about crime. I'm worried about scaffolding and and that just drives me crazy. Socks losing one sock in the in the that I don't like. How does that happen, Carl? (laughs) That is one of the great mysteries. It's like Seinfeld territory now. Yeah. You, so, you, but right. China, China war is, is fairly okay, way down. You're not worried about Taiwan and whether they'll find a way to be able to make it so that they can't control Taiwan like they did Hong Kong. I'm aware of that as a possibility. I, I don't believe it's quite as, uh, as acute as others. Okay, I mean, I, th- I think that, I keep thinking of that, the incredible Henry Kissinger interview that was on Bloomberg. He's 100 years old, just as sharp as he's always been. He just, listen, we have to, we have to head this off. We don't want this to come to some sort of really oh, big competition. Biden and she may be getting together in November. But that's important. I would thought that uh, Jake Sullivan, I thought that the national security guy. Well, we've had a lot of visits there this year, as you know. Oh, Schumer's taking a big group I mean, pretty Ramondo soon. And yeah. Yellen really? and, we yeah. need more visits here, Lincoln. by the way. If you, look, if you listen to Jeff Kinnett at Macy's, we do not have, we used to have tourism here that was just bountiful, China, and it was very positive. And I, I look, I always come back to, and I know the Chinese are not necessarily crazy about some of the things I say, but the people. Right. Um, although today, one of the lead stories in the Wall Street Journal is, uh, is uh, that executives don't want to get on planes and go over there I anymore because they're afraid of being detained. Well, that's bad for business. Yeah, that's not good for business. Look, I think that I like to talk to Nike and Apple about these things. They've managed to navigate it. Starbucks has managed yep. to navigate it. Or Tesla. I'm, Tesla. Tesla, which, by I, the way, um, stories this morning about yeah. cutting prices in the U.S. on the uh, the three sedan and the Y SUV. Those are boding that there are a lot of people who feel that 2024 has to be a bad year for Tesla. I come back and say, wait a second, if the if Ford and GM can't afford to fund their EVs, it's not going to be a bad year for Tesla. No. We don't know what's going to happen if they settle for a huge amount. They all say, "Listen, we can't do we can't right. do uh, all we can't do EV right at the same time as ICE and modern." We just know. don't have right. And of course, as we pointed out numerous times, Tesla has actual margin that others don't have, and still will exceed whatever potentially they have, even over time. Um, I point but out Rivian, Rivian shares gave up all the gains oh, of can the we year talk about that? You know. and, and is now negative based again on yesterday's but uh, the plan to so issue 1.5 billion. There was not a lot of dilution, but no. I think, Jim, it's the concern that it's not the last time they need to go to the capital markets in I some see. way. 
Boy, what um, a different environment from what and that, in Musk. I mean, you know, that actually was looking fairly good for much of the year, at least. Obviously, we remember when it had a $100 billion market value right. during the height of the speculative craze and technology shares. But, but can we just comment for a second away from Rivian? The market acts pretty good. It's a long day. It's a long day, David. Okay. But we're not seeing... Uh, we're seeing some people interpreting what we saw today as maybe... Hey, we, we're not we're gonna have a soft landing. And that's what I was hoping. Because if you saw eighty thousand jobs created and you knew that they're gonna raise rates and you already see what's going on, and you've got the UAW, and we know that there's a, a built-in we're gonna have travel leisure be down, then I think we'd be sitting here and saying, Oh my, we've got we have uh, no no wage growth and we're going to have a crash. Instead we have Jay Powell sitting there and saying, listen, you know, so far so good. Yeah, well, maybe not a surprise. We do expect to hear from the president at 1130 on the jobs number and National Manufacturing Day. I do want to get you guys. By the way, do you know October 14th is National Obesity Week? We're going to be sitting here talking about Zempec the whole time, you know. <laughs> what happens during National Obesity Week? You take well, a Zempec? It's, it's different from National Donut Day, I'll tell you that yes. much. Uh, I want to get you on the Bernstein initiation of uh, media names. Big 150-page report. Oh, my God. I chat GPT that thing, um, I'll tell you. The, as, the, as the analyst writes, my young associates do not understand how cable remotes work. And that pretty much sums up the future. Well, I mean, we were seeing... That's I mean, true. you know, so I saw an e- wolf piece saying that, that people will be... Lo- that, that there will be people who are happy to pay a huge amount for the ESPN single. That's not a surprise to anybody that the younger generation doesn't know how to use a cable remote and or will not be subscribing to a package of channels the same way we did. My which kids of course, don't have cable. Many of them, they don't they, watch, they but they pay for me. it, which was the beauty of the bundle right. uh, for those who provide content for it. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, okay. So now what? Yeah, but Charter, you always have a view on Charter. Sure, I have a view on Charter. Can the I Zuma, share have it you, with people? you got to try your Zumo box, new box, Comcast and Charter. That is going to make it easier to navigate, for example, streaming I, services, it, which, you know, that's one of the I, problems when you're in the streaming world. It's like, I got to close that one. I got to open that one. I, I, tell you, I hate Where it. am I watching? But I don't I've remember. The, I don't I've even remember where clicker. I was watching what I, I was watching. I got the clicker that says put on uh, Monday Night Football. I've got that. Right. Sunday, now you get, you, Sunday Night Football is going to be big again, but no, no Swifty. Right. No, is she not going to, where are they? No, wait, she's not going to go see Dallas play the Niners. I don't, I don't think they're going to. Kelsey's mom was on the Today Show today. I don't think this is going away anytime soon. No, they're milking it. As uh, they should. I, I have had the pleasure of having breakfast with the Philadelphia Kelsey, who is uh, very Shakespearean in his abilities. He's a great speaker. By the way, I thought it was a year just, Jason. Yeah, I said, the center is going to be a Hall of Fame. Jason, right. And the I other said, Hall of Fame. I said, Kelsey. you're incredibly well-spoken. He gave a great speech when we won the Super Bowl. And his he was so self-effacing that I was, of course, I, I immediately I said, listen, I get a picture of you later on. He said, I have no shirt on. I said, I don't care. I don't care. Who cares about your shirt? I mean, if he were here right now, he would be pure joy. And he would be saying, you know, Carl, I just think you look terrific. David, I know you don't hate Jim. I mean, he's just remarkable. He's would he remarkable tell us what to man. buy or sell in the market? No, he would listen to us on that. Oh, you would? Now, David, do you use Temu? Temu. No. Timu? Temu? You don't the subsidiary of the Chinese Duo Duo? You don't look at it? I don't, no. Launched in September of 2022. 15% of consumers shop on this ultra-low ultra low price. Uh, Shein is the other one. Yes, yeah. ultra low prices. Clara is going to go. Correct, yeah. correct. 
Marcelo Claret is uh, taking over as chairman there. That. But I think we ought to, it's worth talking about because when people trade down, they're not just trading down to the Dollar Tree and Dollar Store anymore, which don't don't act that well. Now, Dollar Tree happens to have a candy aisle that I think is going to be just a, They have not been acting well for quite some time. No, because, no, because people Jeez. figure it out. The smaller portions, yeah. you know, they do that. When you go to Dollar Tree, and they have the Smarties for $1.35 right at the counter. But there's so, not as many of them? Is well, I said it. I said to the guy, I said, listen, this Dollar Tree, you charge $1.35 for the, for the Smarties. He said, well, it's only 35 cents more. I said, no, well, come on, be true to your ethos. And he said, are you Jim Cramer? Yeah, he goes, what do you care about paying 30 cents more for Smarties? You care because you care. I said, because it's own principle. Of course. The Dollar Tree store, $10 general act terribly, and I think I have to think about TEMU as one of the reasons. Uh, PXD, Jim, uh, still leading the S&P this morning. Uh, by the way, uh, there's been a lot of work I know you noticed this morning uh, on what gas prices may do in the coming weeks. There's chatter about maybe 25, 50% downside, or 50 I- cent Downside. We have way too much gasoline, but we don't have that much oil, so I don't know how long it'll last. But these are the things that make me feel like if I were Jay Powell, I would say, let's let's not panic. Go on our way. Maybe we do one more hike, and then we see if we haven't really won. But he's got to be monitoring this strike, which I keep coming back to because there's a ripple effect once they're done work. There's they, you know finish their inventory. There won't be any to sell. They got five months worth of power. GM just did that bond deal. They're taking, they're taking no prisoners. These guys are about to say to Fane, Heche in Mexico. Heche in Mexico. Made in Mexico. And you've said that many times. You've called it the nuclear option. Well, when it happens, you'll be saying, you know what, Jim? Well, it, maybe uh, we right? get a settlement to the, to the strike, Jim. I'm, I'm betting on Ford, them coming to the table with Ford, because Ford's not fired U- UAW workers on like GM. It matters. Ford also has those campaigns through the Big Ten on Peacock that, about how much they like the workers. Uh, well, watch it. Obviously, expecting an update from the UAW today. Check bonds today as well. Uh, we will hear from Waller uh, at 12 o'clock. Okay. Uh, for the time being, uh, you'll see uh, the two-year. The curve's been all over the place, but the two-year somewhere around 510. Uh, the 10-year, pretty much the highs of the morning at 482. All sectors red except for healthcare. Some big weakness in utilities. Dow down 150. Don't go away. Not pessimistic, I guess I would say cautiously optimistic. You know, the macro environment is clearly impacting our business, particularly in wholesale. We have two value brands, Signature and Denizen, that, you know, are really targeted towards that value consumer in Walmart and uh, uh, Target, respectively. Those businesses were down double, you know, kind of big double digits. And um, so that that middle income, moderate income consumer they're making tough budget choices right now, and and it's negatively impacting apparel and denim right now. And and but this too shall pass. That's Chip Berger Levi Levi with Jim well, last night. Look, Chip is straight shooter. This will be his last conference call because Michelle Goss uh, from Cole is going to be taking over. Now, one thing I will say about him is, I asked him questions that elucidated much tougher answers than I expected. He was not happy at all. Uh, direct to consumer is good, but what's happened is is that it was very hot. And he said denim doesn't sell very well when it's hot, but also the consumer, the consumer, the consumer. So if you listen to that conference call, you or, or the interview, you would say if you're Jay Powell, wow, we got to be a little careful. People are not even buying jeans because jeans are a little too expensive. 
so I thought it was a very sober interview. It just said, be careful, Fed. Uh, the consumer's much more strapped than you realize. Yeah, and, and Chip's a former Proctor guy. Who, they, oh, they, they, Chip is... Very disciplined. Chip is maybe one of the most loved, he's retired, but one of the most loved brand people in the world. And by the way, Levi Stadium, uh, 49ers Dallas, that'll yeah. be some game. That's going to be huge. How about yes, tonight? Okay, I've got an ethical ride in that. I happen to love these MRI companies, giving a real good read of what's going on in the economy because people uh, are going, they're moving them out of hospitals, they're doing these single play MRIs. And I, I'm very interested in that business because, well, you know, if you're going to get the Alzheimer's drugs, you're going to have to have a brain scan. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Yeah. Uh, good weekend. You. You uh, Mad Monday, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Markets here trying to hold in to some uh, moderate losses, but S&P 42.25. We'll watch it closely when we're back in two. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.